Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. Today, I share Yuriana's story, originally recorded in August 2020. She's an inspiring hotel manager in Seattle for Citizen M, and she shared such great insights into the qualities you need to have to be a good leader that she learned throughout her career. Listening, working together, learning from one another, being open and honest, learn from your mistakes. And the one that I love the most is take time to have lunch with someone different every day. Hi everyone. Uh, today I have with me Yuriana. Yuriana and I, we know each other for many years now. The connection is, of course, our hotel school uh, in Lausanne. And yeah, we were together for a while in London as well. And uh, Yuriana is now dialing in from Seattle. So I am very curious to hear uh, and share with you uh, a little bit more of her journey. So Yuriana, thank you so much for being here with us today. Well, thank um, you for the invitation. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I'm Juliana. I'm originally from Switzerland. Um, I studied um, at the Hotel School Lausanne with Noreen as well and other um, interviewees that she had. Um, and um, actually, I never really thought that I'm going into hospitality. I never really thought it as a career, um, even though I always worked in restaurants and in bars. Um, and when it came to the point to choose a career for myself, I just knew that I didn't want to sit in a classroom for another eight hours a day and have having to go back and study from textbooks again. I really wanted to have something very hands-on and practical. And uh, my father was actually reading an article um, in a finance magazine about the Hotel School Lausanne and it portrayed it as a, like a business school um, where you go out into the world, in the big wide world and, and you get your experiences and you, you have like a hands-on experience uh, every now and then. Um, so I actually went to visit the school with my mother um, and she wasn't actually initially impressed because it was like, uh, all in English and it was a little bit confusing for her and it seemed a little bit far away for her and um, and arrogant um, but then actually uh, we we found a lady from Bern who did a tour with us in Swiss German oh. and my mother could ask all the questions she wanted so <laughs> that, then she was uh, okay with the school and uh, I started um, and yeah, I did my first two internships in Barcelona. Uh, sorry, my first internship I did in Switzerland um, in some mountain resorts. And then uh, my second internship in Barcelona. And I, I really realized the, the fascination of hospitality for me is the combination between traveling and working. So exploring different countries and working. So for me, it was always the point that I would go out and just like go anywhere with with whatever I, I attracts me. And after I graduated, I, um, I found a management training in Miami. And I started there and the financial crisis actually hit 
Um, it was like 2008, 2009. And uh, they would have kept us on, but I just uh, didn't like how the company was dealing with the crisis, actually. Mm-hmm. And I decided to cut the management training to, to one year instead of one year and a half and go to the other side of the world to Kuala Lumpur (laughs) and do another management training um, there with Mandarin Oriental. And they dealt with the crisis uh, completely differently. So maybe I can explain a little bit my experience because actually it shaped me who I am, um, especially now dealing with the pandemic. so when I was working in Miami, the, there was very little um, interaction with the management team. It was kind of the frontline employees and the management team. And at one point, I mean, everybody saw in the news that there's a financial crisis and you know people are losing their jobs and everybody was uh, looking to us even for answers and what, what, what's happening. And um, I remember, just this picture that I was sitting in the canteen in the staff canteen and the HR director was wandering around and handing out uh, termination letters to people eating lunch. (gasps) And for me, that was kind of so like confusing because I joined the hospitality industry for the people, for the people management. And to see a company that would just like, you know, fire people like that, uh, without any like you know sit down or explanation and like in front of everyone mm-hmm. uh, was was very disturbing to me and it also showcased like how the how the company values people and and I think what really was difficult for me continuing with the, with the company was that I couldn't combine my values with their values yeah. like it was kind of a break in trust um and when you work in hospitality, you need to like fully be aligned with the mm-hmm. company because you don't join hospitality for anything else than your passion for hospitality. Yeah. Um, and um, so when I went to Kuala Lumpur, um, it was a similar sized hotel, sim- similar amount of employees, I think even more employees because we had more restaurants. I remember it vividly. Um, the general manager was inviting all the employees into the big ballroom, into the biggest ballroom that we had. And he was explaining what's happening in the world. He was saying, everybody knows, everybody sees in the news, there's a um, financial crisis going on. We need to look at every corners to see where we can save and look at our costs. And I know that you are uh, scared, but I can guarantee you as a general manager, no one will lose their job mm-hmm. un- uh, un- um, until you're flexible. Uh, sorry, unless you're flexible. So, uh, if you are doing things that are not in your job description and you're willing to be flexible and take up other tasks that are necessary now, um, you will all keep your job. If if you cannot guarantee that and you don't feel that this is something that you can do, then unfortunately you will need to look for another job mm-hmm. because yeah, we really want to keep everyone on. And the kind of honesty and transparency really inspired me, you know, to stand in a room of 500 people and to like get told that like gives you like a big sense of security. And 
and the two extremes that I experienced really shaped me in understanding that sometimes you don't know where the path is leading to. Sometimes you also don't know what the next day is going to look like. But as long as you're honest and transparent with your, all your employees and, and um, you just share your thoughts with them, they will stick with you if they see that you know, they can trust you and they can trust your words. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that helped me as well now during this pandemic um, mm -hmm. to understand how my employees feel, but also like obviously I feel, but just to <laughs> sometimes also tell them, I don't know how tomorrow is going to look like, but let's take it day by day. We all, we, I, what I can guarantee is we can all keep mm -hmm. our jobs um, and we, we just need to like be flexible and be innovative and do things virtually and see how, you know, how we coordinate things. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that was a big uh, lesson for me that to companies dealing with the financial crisis. Um, yeah, and after Kuala Lumpur, I went to Dubai to open the first Armani hotel there. So that was a, that was an experience because uh, it was still a construction site when I joined and uh, uh, it, in the biggest tower of the world, Burj Khalifa, <laughs> you saw like the contractors going to one entrance and me going to the other entrance. Uh, and that was like a fantastic experience just to have a first opening experience, especially in such an iconic um, building. Um, and I, I I never thought I would go to Dubai. For me, it was a kind of a superficial city, uh, but I really en enjoyed Dubai. Started to really enjoy it. Um, but I think I'm not the person that could live in a very any expatriate city. Mm. You you always feel like an expatriate in Dubai. You can yeah. never say like you're local. I agree. And what I really want to get out of traveling and working is to feel like a local, you know. Mm. Um, so after two years, I decided um, I'm going to move on. And I really felt that I want to experience Europe again. And <laughs> I chose London for some reason. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny how you decide your next career choices. But at that point, I, I realized I was like choosing project and project. I was like, yeah, I want to go to Miami. I want to go to Kuala Lumpur. I want to open a hotel. But I, I didn't really grow in my career that much. So I was, um, I, was, I was then choosing a big company to work for because I thought, well, big companies, more opportunities to grow. So I chose to work for Marriott in London mm -hmm. uh, and started uh, with a hotel on Park Lane, which was a very much a cookie cutter Marriott when I started there. So not my, my style of interior at all. Uh, but luckily, the owner of that Marriott was actually the same owner like the Four Seasons on Park Lane. Right. And, um, and he saw the potential of that property and they actually renovated the hotel into like a boutique luxury uh, Marriott on, mm -hmm. on Park Lane. They couldn't rebrand it because there was not really a brand that fit to like a small luxury hotel. And, um, but it's just like a super nice Marriott on Park mm -hmm. Lane now. Um, 
And I was there for four years, actually, and I moved from assistant front office manager to front office manager in that uh, period, which was a fantastic opportunity for me as well to first first time be like a department head. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's all on you now to look mm-hmm. after your team. And that was really um, inspiring and very rewarding as well. And uh, funny enough, uh, how I got to Citizen M now, the company that I'm still with, was that I was actually going to a career fair in Surrey outside of, um, it's a hotel school outside of uh, London. And the stand next to my stand was the Citizen M stand. And the area manager of Citizen M was trying to attract students to come work for Citizen M and the, I was attracting students to come work for Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had like a little break where we didn't have any students and I was like looking at him and he was standing there with his beard and his jeans and I was like, I would love to work for a company like that. And obviously I, I knew the company, we talked about yeah. it as, as a case study in our IT classes. Mm-hmm. And, and I never really felt that I wanted to join a very um, tech-focused hotel company because in my mind, hotel company is about people mm-hmm. and the experiences and it, the tech should be um, not at the forefront. Mm-hmm. So it should not be a um, selling point because yeah. technology is changing, you know, so, so many times, changing yeah. every half a year. Um, so when I when I approached him, I was like, yeah, I know everything about Citizen M. I know the company. We had the other case study and we started talking. And <laughs> I remember he was telling me um, after like 10 minutes, so are you a typical Marriott person? Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, no, not at all. I can actually rather see myself with you guys at one point. <laughs> so then he invited me for a coffee. Um, and at that time, it was the first uh, citizen, well, actually, so, yeah, first citizen name in, in London, citizen name bank site. He invited me for a coffee there. And I remember as soon as I walked in, I felt, wow, now somebody got it right. Because it was so vibrant. People were like, so energized and just like it was you immediately when you came in there was like a vibe and the mm-hmm. energy that you that you just wanted to be there yeah. you just wanted to be around people there and um and yeah so th- so the area manager was telling me about the two projects that they had coming up um citizen M tower of london and shortage and and we 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 had actually already discussed, um, you know, if if I could see myself, and we we actually kept in touch after the coffee. It mm-hmm. it still took one and a half years to join the company eventually, so that was the longest interview period ever. <laughs> but oh, I think it was the, the right time in, in yeah. my career to just make connections and not immediately look out for the next step when I felt yeah. ready for it. It was more like to keep the network and gradually get introduced to people in the company, which I have to say was such a nice experience because the, um, every person that I met made you feel more uh, secure or assured that you want to join that company because mm-hmm. everybody was so aligned, which was actually then difficult at the end because when I, when I got invited to visit the head office or we call it support office in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. 
and I met so many people there that were all super nice and mm. super aligned and inspiring. I kind of was at the point where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't get that job. I think yeah. I need to reevaluate my whole life because I don't think there's another company that I could imagine myself joining. So it was like, uh, this, this, has this, to be this company one. or I need to like, you know, take some time off and, yeah. you know, <laughs> take a breather. But luckily it turned out, um, uh, yeah, it turned out well. And I got the opportunity to open a hotel as a hotel manager, which was, mm -hmm. I mean, first time hotel manager. And then an opening at that caliber in Tower of London was pretty amazing that they gave that opportunity to mm -hmm. me. Um, and yeah, possibly best experience ever is to have the opportunity to hire your own team mm -hmm. and to train your own team and to just like grow with them and to just get handed over in the hotel and just like run it you know even though you you learn by making a lot of mistakes um i think that's the, the making the journey together is a very much a team bonding experience and like the connections that you make with an opening team are like a lot of people will say that they are friends for life you know mm -hmm. and um when yeah so when i had actually after one year and a half when i had a chat again with our area manager he was asking me no he was he was confronting me with the opportunity um to to move to the us and at first i was a little bit cut off guard I was like well for me when I open a hotel it's like my baby I can see myself for the rest yeah. of my life working <laughs> for that hotel and London I you know I, I had just bought an apartment there I you know I was planning to kind of settle down which was kind of unusual for me yeah. but London is such an amazing city mm -hmm. I feel whenever I got to a new part of town to work it, it opened a completely new world up for me and um, it's yeah London is just incredible in that mm -hmm. sense um, and yeah with Citizen M the the rollout was that we had like 20 hotels planned in in the US wow and uh, um, so yeah they confronted me with the opportunity to join the, the New York team and help with the openings in the US which obviously sounded amazing to me to work for the company that I like yeah. in a, you know in a different part of the world and and I always imagined myself ending up in New York at one point just for a small stint I always felt like yeah New York you know it's such a crazy city you need to be there at Experience one point once, yeah yeah and then I looked after Citizen M Times Square for a year and then a citizen in Bowery, that's the other New York property for a while because we were looking for a hotel manager there and um, after a year and and Seattle was delayed anyway. And um, yeah, so with the rollout in the US, I was confronted with the opportunity either to maybe help with East Coast or West Coast operations because it's such a big continent that we really need to separate our operations a little bit and concentrate on one area. So I chose to come to the West Coast, which I had never been before. <laughs> but I heard a lot about Seattle and the culture and, you know, the innovative culture here and the vibe. And I, 
I already knew that I'm gonna like it. So mm -hmm. um, funny enough, I feel Seattle is much more European than New York. It has a very down-to-earth vibe with uh, people being a little bit reserved. So that's kind of my Swiss nature as well. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great city with a lot of potential. I mean, you see obviously tech companies that came here saw that as well, like Amazon mm -hmm. and Microsoft and Boeing. And, mm -hmm. and I think now it's time to have more innovative companies. Um, well, I mean, Amazon is super innovative, but more like creative companies coming into right. Seattle as well mm -hmm. to make it a little bit more diverse in terms of companies. Yeah. Yeah, but Seattle was my second opening now with uh, Citizen M. Wow. And I feel now I'm in the in the in a good position to like now you know train the new guards of hotel managers and um, really uh, yeah help with the culture of Citizen M as well, which is completely geared towards like the guest experience and how how the guest feels in the space and um, yeah I was talking to you previously about the concept that Citizen M is also the owner and the operator mm -hmm. of the properties which is such a blessing for me as a hotel manager because you have only one boss to report to and if anything is not quite right in in terms of operations you can actually give the feedback back to the sure. development team who is already in the stage of developing the next hotels and you tell them hey you need to build this better so we can operate better and yeah. that's kind of unheard of you yeah. know that you can give that feedback normally you just deal with whatever you have um, and you make it happen but to have that one yeah one goal of creating the most efficient hotels for the best guest experience is is amazing yeah absolutely well thank you so much for sharing all of that and i've picked up so many things that i just i just wanted to go back on and and just um relook at i i think i loved how you shared that two these two experiences that you had in Miami and Kuala Lumpur and then, you know, to, and that to be such a learning experience for you at, at such an early part of your career when you were starting out. And it's so true. Like you have to make sure that the values that you believe in match with the values of the company that you're going to work for. You know, I've often said is that, you know, when you're choosing a company to work for as much as they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them. And it seems like your your entry into Citizen M happened very similarly as well. Like you were attracted to them as a brand and they obviously saw you as a good fit as well. And even though it took a year and a half to get there, you know, keeping in contact and the more you get to know them, because even at an interview stage, you just don't know if it's going to be the right fit. So you had that almost that period to kind of get to know that company almost to the point where like, Oh no, if this doesn't happen, what is going to happen to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love what you said about your experience in Dubai. I did, actually did my second internship in Dubai and I kind of did that same, I had that same thought, like everyone was talking about it. There were so many opportunities. I knew that at some point in my career, I wanted to go and have that experience there. And you're absolutely right. It is a superficial city, expatriate city. 
I had reservations, but from like a work perspective, I learned a lot from it and I had a really good boss and, and you know, that gave me a lot of learnings, but as a city, I think it's, you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> yeah. And it's and, funny. Yeah. I didn't expect it, but actually the whole Dubai experience helped me very much in London because I kind of was used to deal with the Arabic culture yeah. and the Arabic guests. And, and Park Lane, my goodness. Park yeah. Lane, like your whole hotel is full of Arabic guests. Yeah. And my colleagues were actually really surprised when they saw me interacting with the Arabic guests and I did it so well. And they were like, how do you know all these like words and you know how to deal with them? And I'm like, yeah, I used to work in Dubai, you know. And I kind of, you know, what, what stuck with me is that um, in the Arabic culture, if you say no immediately, that's very offensive. Oh my God, yeah. Like you cannot say that. So what what we we always said in Dubai is like, yeah, just go to the back office and then look at the wall for 10 seconds and then come back and say, yeah, um, unfortunately we cannot do it. Because if you actually try it and you come back, that's a better sign than actually just immediately know, even though you already know in the first instance that you cannot say it. And then in the, yeah. That's the city I learned how not to say no. <laughs> you have to say yes. That's always the answer. <laughs> or inshallah. Just yeah. say inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, it's like, and then your experience at Marriott Park Lane and, and going through, and you knew the interior st style was not great, but then you have a good owner. And I remember when we were talking, when I was talking to Michelle, we had a lot of that as well. So I can see why you guys are such good friends as well, because you have that commonality and having the, the lifestyle, the interior as being part of your DNA in, in some ways that it, it translates into, you, into your working career. And I couldn't agree more. That's it as an M on the bank side. It's so close to where our offices are. They still are there, although I haven't been there for ages. But I remember the first time I went in there, I was just blown away i was like i have never seen a hotel like this in london like i was just so impressed and you just want to go there and you just want to sit and ex be part of that environment yeah yeah and uh yeah and then making that jump to the u.s i mean like you said you just bought an apartment you were ready to settle down like what what made you decide that no i want to i want to do this and i want to go to the u.s and have this experience well, you know, I, th I think I was, yeah, as I said, I was choosing hospitality for the, for the combination of work and travel. And, and it's kind of when you, when you moved every single one or two years, you, you know, you get a kind of itchy after two yeah. years. But with London being such a diverse and uh, such a diverse city, I never really felt the need to move. But once you get confronted with the opportunity again, and and you and you're you know as it obviously like it also depends on your circumstances. Uh, you know, I was single at that point, and and um, I'm still flexible and with my movements. I didn't see myself like you know having a family very soon. Mm -hmm. So I I was like, well, if not now, then when? So mm -hmm. I I think I would have regretted if I wouldn't have taken that opportunity. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And then, it's, yeah. and then it's also with the company that you love working yeah. for. 
So it's not such a big risk that you would like pack up everything and and um, risk that you not like the company that you will work for. You know, I, I was already knowing what I got myself into. Exactly. Um, just with the new city. And that was kind of like nice as well. Yeah, an intercompany move is always less risky. And that's also if you're doing it on your own as well, right? Like moving, you know, across the Atlantic um, and starting in a new city, new fresh. And the great thing about hospitality is that you end up with great people, great teams. You'll get to know people really well. You get to know the city and you kind of have to, especially if you're offering that as part of your guest experience as well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, throughout your career, as you, you know, you said you, you learn through your mistakes or, you know, you, you grow from that. What have you, what would you say is one of your biggest learnings or your biggest growth experiences um, throughout your career? Um, so I think I realized at one point, which I didn't do at the beginning, that you need to follow people and not companies. Okay. So, so while you might see a great fit with the company, it's the people that run the company so you really need to feel aligned with the person that is in front of you when you interview with them. And I can give you an example, like actually Marriott, uh, at that point, the, the hotel wasn't my style when mm -hmm. I started. Um, but the general manager was so warm hearted and he, it, he, he, you could see it was all about the people. You know, he was this old school general general manager walking around the building, handshaking everyone in the morning and uh, making a joke with everyone. And it was just like, I, I knew I wanted to work for him. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, you know, you learn from people and not from processes. And, so, yeah. and, I, and that took me, that took me at, at the beginning, well, around three years to realize mm -hmm. that when I, when, I, when I didn't grow in my career and and I felt kind of stuck and I felt like, oh, I needed to join a big company. And I thought that was it. Mm -hmm. But actually it was the point where I realized I need to follow people because it's people that will inspire you. Mm -hmm. It's people that will drive you to go further and, and actually support you in your journey. And it's not the design or the processes or like the, you know, the, the size of the company. Exactly. Um, so that was, a, that was a big learning curve for me. And um, while, while you might, might think, oh, my God, you had, you know, uh, such a difficult experience in, in Miami, realizing that how the company was treating the people when there was a crisis, I also had to learn that you actually also learn from people of what not to do. Mm -hmm. So I would never miss that experience because you also need to see like the not the extremes, but like kind of the, the differences of styles to then actually figure out what, what, what you want. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, I had a notebook in Miami where I was writing down my learnings mm. or kind of my, my values. And, and when I read this notebook still, I was like, wow, I wrote that 10 years ago. Wow. And I was just writing down things for myself as a human being that I would do or not do. So one thing that I wrote down was 
to eat with a different employee every single day in the lunch at lunch because you never know what you get out of the conversation during lunch. Wow. And it's, it's kind of like inspiring because it's true. You know, you have a brief conversation with a different person every single day in your company and you get to know so much more about the company. And I actually learned that because the general manager was never in the, in the canteen M. He didn't even know what food we were serving. He was only having his lunch in his office served by room service. And it created like such a divide of mm -hmm. like him being disconnected what what's going on in the hotel mm -hmm. that like you also lose the credibility so for me that was kind of a learning curve like have like have lunch with your employees and ha have lunch with a different person every single day and uh, yeah that was kind of my learning from there so yeah, back to your question. Uh, if what was the question? If I regret anything or my no, no, you answered my question perfectly okay. with, with your your two answers, like the the following the people, not the processes, and that you're you know make sure that you're fit with the people, not the company. And then this one was amazing, like making sure that you have interaction with people at all the different levels. And you're so right, you know, just that disconnect that that general manager had with his employees, it goes to show, it, you know, what happens at the top really does filter down throughout the rest of the organization. You know, when you met that GM at the Marriott, you were like, wow, he's the one I want to work for. And you know that it's going to come down and filter through. So understanding that as well is, is a key part and making sure that you find yourself in a, a company or a work or a job or you want whatever you want to call it I mean, you spend so many hours there you have to make sure you're going to be happy doing that and then your values align with that and yeah from 10 years ago i think that's so nice that you made a point like eat lunch with a different employee every single day i think that's so vitally important because you don't know what you're going to get out of that conversation building relationships building network i think is so key so key in any in any experience in any industry as well yeah and um did you always know you wanted to be a hotel manager actually i i wasn't planning to be a hotel manager like i it wasn't my how do you say ultimate goal um i, I was just going kind of with the flow a little bit <laughs> i could have seen myself as well you know in a different department or like um even you know out of hospitality at one point um i think everybody has this like stint at one point where you're like oh i'm done with hospitality i just want to experience something else and and kind of like my my past never really led to to it and i kind of I, i'm 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 glad about it yeah um but i was never like hard focused on like, I want to become a GM, how do I get to it? I, I, I only focus kind of only the next steps. Mm -hmm. What do I have in mind for myself this year and next year? And I didn't really do like a five year plan. So that's kind of, that's why I was also so flexible with my movements. Yeah. And I was uh, really open for the possibilities that uh, were presented to me in that moment but also open to you know people uh, around me and um, you know building a network so 
sometimes you know you talk to people in a in a conference or in a meeting and they they might end up being your boss at eventually but you don't like plan that out at this point mm -hmm. in time so i my recommendation is always like to be like open to whatever the world has like in store for you because 10 years ago we didn't even know you know what um, positions there are in it uh, like possibly i would have become an instagram influencer like <laughs> <laughs> you can still do it. You can still do it. <laughs> you know, but now it's uh, there's so many different opportunities, and, yeah. and um, especially the pandemic is shaking up a lot of old norms, and um, we all need to look at us and say, like, okay, how, what, what do I need to throw out of the window? What do I need to get used to? And um, how can I in, innovate myself in, or like, how can I look at the company in a different angle and, yeah. and see what we, what else we can bring to it. And uh, I think that's difficult for a lot of people to, to like have that, you know, uh, openness. And yeah. And to be comfortable with it, to have yeah. that flexibility. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And, and I, could definitely keep asking you questions, but I'm going to go to my last question for, for today. And that is who inspires you? Um, that's, yeah, it's a difficult question because I wouldn't say it's only one person. I think there are so many people that inspired me throughout my journey and keep on inspiring me. And, and I also want to, you know, say that, I, I get inspired by the people around me, you know, and, and my coworkers that bring a great attitude to work constantly, um, or like somebody that is focused on learning something new every day. Um, my boss who is like, so um, like has such a big heart or like, and bring such a humor to 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 place when there's a pandemic and brings mm -hmm. us like security and creates that environment um or like yeah it, it or my parents who have been like so supportive with everything that i wanted to do um so yeah there are several different people that inspire me throughout the day but i think it's it's about picking picking the best out of people that you want to be inspired by and and then mm -hmm. and, and apply it hopefully to yourself Absolutely. so that you can inspire other people as well yeah. um and i think sometimes we underestimate very much how we inspire people mm -hmm. so i think you know when you wake up in the morning and and you're like oh, i really don't feel like going to work today it's about it's about the fact that you matter and you show up, even if you don't feel 100%, mm -hmm. there's actually a point where you inspire people with your yeah. drive or your ambition or, and you can, yeah, people can change your mindset around as well. Um, Having the right yeah, And thank you for inspiring us with your talks. <laughs> you also inspire me, so that's good. <laughs> No, it's my, I, when I'm asked that question, I always say all of you, um, every single person I've been speaking to, and you're so right that there's so many people around us that inspire us on a daily basis. And you're so right, waking up and, or, you know, 
as much as possible. We all have our bad days as well, but as much as possible, if we can, we're, if we're in the right mindset, we'll inspire ourselves and also those around us. And it's just a ripple effect. And you can see that happening all over. And, you know, for me, it's with every conversation that I have, every talk that I do here, it's, I always take something away from it. And that reminds me, and that gives me an inspiration, a bit of motivation and a drive to like, no, keep going, keep doing this and, and keep driving it forward. Cause we have so many incredible women in our industry and I just, I just love it. So thank you for sharing your story with us today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. All right. And with that, we will call it a day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn, where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality. Thank you.